Welcome back to Through the Rabbit Hole podcast. Um, I know it's been quite a while since uh, you've heard from us. <laughs> We've each been kind of um, deep diving into our own personal struggles as well as like issues with work. And so we're very sorry we haven't uploaded anything in a while, but we're back. Um, how are you doing, Hida? I'm good, I'm good. I'm getting used to the winter weather. Oh God, gotta so, love the winter. I know. I, I, I love the winter. I love cold weather. I like cold weather, but I don't, like, it's nice in the UK up until the end of Christmas because you can deal with the mm. limited sunlight, like it's from, what, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Mm. now? But when it gets like three months after that and it's still grim, it's a bit right. rough. But I like the temperature. I like yeah. the temperature. Do you know like do you know how people like there's like the SAD, like the sad yeah. like, seasonal depression? Like, yeah, yeah. But for me it's the opposite. It's like when it's summer and I walk outside and there isn't a single cloud in the sky and it's just like blue skies, mm. I get so depressed. I feel like I'm in a simulator, like a simulation. I feel like I'm on the Truman Show. And I'm well, like, I, I just thought of that. I just thought Truman Show I'm when like, you said that. I'm like, where are the clouds, though? <laughs> and whenever it's like gloomy and misty and there's like, it's been raining and mm. I don't know, that kind of like Adam's family weather, I love that shit. Like I walk outside and I'm like, oh, motivation. <laughs> What is going on with pretty? Like, she's, I don't know. Like, does she know? Has she looked in the mirror? Like, does she know that she's not white? Well, I, Sarah, I think I don't know if it's this idea of leaving some kind of right wing legacy behind, but she is leaving something behind. I don't think there's anyone. Mm. I can't think of anyone mm. in more recent history that's been as bad. Even Margaret Thatcher. She. It's not because she mm. was nice, but it was because she knew what was best for the country. Mm-hmm. Hey, Pretty Patel, Boris, they're on like a different. <laughs> they're in yeah, different Boris. <laughs> Boris doesn't even deserve to be discussed because I've never incompetent. I've never. Yes, I've never found anything he said to be like academic or political or anything it's just chicken sure. shit <laughs> agreed <laughs> yeah yeah no it's true though. no but it's true and everything that he says is just yeah. I remember remember when we used to live in Dunwoodie mm. and we'd walk to Angel and we'd go to the View Cinema mm-hmm. you know I would always see him there with his mates what really was, yeah when he was mayor that was Back in oh good god. old 2013, I think, or 2012. Yeah, 2013. Oh my god. Yeah. Who would have known <laughs> that people would actually vote for the services back then with him as leader? I don't know. It's um, it's a anyway, weird time. I, yeah. I don't know why we just, like, I, I think we haven't spoken to each other in so long, and we haven't done this in so long that we're just, like, just Babbling. jumping off of that topic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think the main theme of today's episode is um the work life balance mm-hmm. and yeah. how we each deal with that or like our tips for dealing with that if we have any I mean I haven't been successful at it so I'm interested to hear what you have to say well what do you I mean I guess we have to define you know what is 
I don't know like what would you mean what would you mean by being successful at having that work-life balance like what are you right. doing now that's oh, a failure? okay um, um okay here's the thing for me I I have the biggest struggle in just feeling like my personalities match like when I am in the office and then when I'm out of the office do you know what I mean Uh and that's been like an honest struggle because I kind of like I have to have a work persona because my real life persona just doesn't fit that kind of industry and then every time I am like you know just fully immersed in work I forget what the real me is and then it's vice versa do you know what I mean like if if I if I go on a week break a week-long break and I come back into work I'm like different I have to like find those you know just like fine-tune those nooks and crannies to go back into this like I don't know just like this dictator mode (laughs) (laughs) do you mean it do you mean like your demeanor at work changes or is it more yeah because I don't know it's just my position well currently I'm like the deputy to my father who's like owner and general manager right so I have to have this kind of aura because otherwise they won't take me seriously because first of all, they're all super older than me. And second of all, I'm a woman. So that's an automatic, like, mm. you know, mm. like I just don't want to be put to the side for that. Mm. And so I just have to have this, like, I don't know. I just have to watch my back at all times and watch what I, what I say. And then like, I can be nice, but not too nice because if I'm too nice, then they're too lenient and they take the piss and I can't have that because the work suffers. So like just maintaining that balance is just so annoying mm. where, where in real life, I'm just like batshit crazy. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, I get what you mean. And okay. I've just, I've been finding it such a struggle to like, and I'm, I always worry. I'm always like, it's gotten to a point where like, I have a lot of things that I want to do outside of work. Or, like, just, like, really stupid stuff, like, on social media. And every time I want to post it, and I'm like, well, what if someone from work sees that? Like, I'm sure. Like, how would I deal with that? Because that's obviously so different from what I'm supposed to be seen as. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's probably stupid, but it's just, it's been a struggle. No, I don't think it's stupid. I think it's, um, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. I think it's... I mean, in terms of that, the way that I see it is in every situation, even with different people, you aren't always the same, not because you're disingenuous, but because we're all reactionary to varying extents. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a place where it's professional, right, you can't, I can't joke around. I'm nowhere near the same person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've come to see it as, I've come to see it as so long as I'm not betraying my principles, and that mm. can be a very fine line. I'm, you know, that's a problem in and of itself. I was going to say because, like, yeah. princi- like for example, like principle-wise, like ideology, like I'm probably more socialist than anything, mm. and then at work, it's like just complete like corporate world. Like, yeah, it's all about profit. It's all about you know taking out the competition, and then in my head I'm like like is this me selling like is this me being true to my principles <laughs> you know what I mean I think everyone after uni especially our uni 
not everyone, yeah. but the people that really care that took, yeah. you know, that took these takes take these things to heart. It's a really difficult thing. Like I, you know, working in a, I work in an law firm as an analyst, mm. Mm. and in all honesty, um, the way that obviously, I wouldn't say the law is a joke, you know, because mm-hmm. I think that's just the stupid thing to say, but um, well, to an extent, I mean, it's it's not like. Um, I mean, I think what you're trying to say is that it's not, you know, about justice or, or upholding. Yeah, it's not. And I don't like yeah. this facade that yeah. everyone seems to have. Well, not everyone, but people, you know, generally seem to have yeah. this idea that there, this is what keeps things civilized and whatever. And the corruption yeah. and the, and the yeah. not even the corruption, the bias is right there. And that's at an analyst level. I'm not even in the legal field. Right. Do you know what right. I mean? So then mm-hmm. there comes a point where I'm like, I really, <laughs> I I don't know. It's I don't even know if I should even be saying that. But there is this kind of divide when you're Muslim. Mm. That, I don't know. It's just what's the word? Like well, you're disenfranchised. Yeah. You don't know how yeah. to deal with these mm. kinds of sectors when you are mm. trying to stick to your principles because it all comes into question. And I don't know right. how comfortable I am with it all. Yeah, that's 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 what I meant. Is that like like where do you stop losing yourself? Because if you don't lose yourself, then you're not going to excel at your work. Like for example, for me, like I've been to so many different meetings where like the doctors have been super sexist and said some honest to god like racist, dodgy, like blasphemous shit. That's like they would make fun of like religion. They'd Honestly, like doctors are not as prestigious as they would like to make themselves out to be. And for me, like in 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 my let's say, well, real life, it's all real life. But I mean, like in my personal life, I would be the person to like tell someone off, regardless of their age or their position. Yeah. But obviously, because of work, I have to be like, ha ha, yes, for sure. That, yeah, that I'm exactly. Yeah, I'm the so same. Funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it, yeah. otherwise, like they're just gonna, you're just gonna be out and. It's always like a balancing really. act. You have to figure yeah. out what is it worth doing this at the expense of what it could cause? Mm. And unfortunately, more often than not in professional things. With me, yeah. it's not even that deep That because you know how it is in the UK, to be fair, with the physical correctness. And mm. actually, to be fair, because of the law, you can't, you, you can't get away with making those kinds of comments here, right? Mm, mm, but mm. there is there are other things that are clearly I'm not okay with religiously. Mm-hmm. And mm. I have to engage in conversations about things that I don't agree with religiously. And mm. even and when I say engage, I even like whether it's just laughing or um, just smiling or that mm. is a form of engagement. And that makes me extremely uncomfortable. And I feel like you're always going to have that, unfortunately, mm. yeah. um, in any, it just feels like in any job. I don't know if yeah. it's just our sectors, yeah, but I sure. even hear about the teaching, like even supposedly noble professions, which are in themselves mm. noble, like teaching, mm. the environments and what you have to deal with. It's all a balancing act. And I really struggle with that. I really, really struggle with the social part of work. Yeah, no, the social part's a nightmare because, like, I don't know, every, every, I'm just, I really hate when every single action you do has a a real life and real time effect. Like, in academia, it was just all hypothetical. I mean, you write articles and you discuss things and you produce work and you're not really in contact with people that read it and how it affects them and, 
it's just in your head. True. You know what I mean? It's an isolated, yeah, an isolated yeah. experience. Whereas with like this type of work, it's like you send out like one dry email and then you have a girl that's crying in the office because you were mean to her. <laughs> like, but I wasn't, I just literally sent you an email. Like, what do you want me to do? But this is the and thing. It's, it's like, like <laughs> having to deal with every single person's personality and taking that into account in order to manage them to the best of your abilities is just driving me mad. It's like making me question if I'm like, well, actually, well, I think humans overemphasize the need to be kind or this idea of being kind, but just like this idea of like, am I just being... Am I letting my like? Am I letting my ego into the work and actually being a bitch to people, or am I just being, you know, a professional robot and just getting the work done? And it's just a constant struggle of like joining up to two. And I've separated my work self from my real self for so long that like I virtually don't know anything anymore. <laughs> That's deep. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I just I threw that on you like <laughs> like it's a therapy session. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think it's the case. Like you know, we already we already said you know you, you do mm. change with even with different kinds of friends. You know, you're not yeah. necessarily this. You're not as open with certain friends, right? Or you know, you can't mm. make jokes. I think it is the same thing with everything with everyone and in, in every situation because nothing is going to be completely on your wavelength. And mm. even at best, what ninety five percent, even ninety nine percent. You know, it's mm. even with people with anything nothing is yeah. kind of fully in sync and I think yeah. the work life it's is just, just that yeah. yeah it's just you have to like keep on um self-reflecting which I hate to begin with like for <laughs> instance the other day like um this girl at work she did like such a massive error like financially and with calculations and everything and it cost us like around 600,000 like a massive deal oh my god yeah that we were out from because of all those um errors and I um obviously I spoke to her and you know I showed her all the errors and stuff and the next day she came to me she's like I just need you to know um just so you don't um what's the English for like to like what's Oh, to say that you don't saying, wrong her, kind of. Yeah, she was saying that. She's like, just so you know, like I've my father's been in the hospital and he's had like six operations, and I've been having a tough time. And um, okay, like she was just saying how like it was wrong for us to you know wrong her because she's been ha- dealing with this like personal issue. And in my head, I'm like, right. So obviously, I feel with her. Obviously, I'm like. You know, I'm like, alhamdulillah, salamta, I'm glad he's okay. I'm sorry that happened. But at the same time, like, that's not how dare you put that in my face as an excuse for, you know, messing up at work. Like, it would have made sense if you came to me at the time and you're like, listen, I don't think I can do this task because I'm a bit distracted because of such and such. And I would like to have a paid break or paid leave or whatever. And I would have signed that and I would have been like, yeah, sure, I'll do the work instead. Like, I'll I'll catch like I'll catch up to what you were doing, instead of you just half-assing it and then costing us so much and then afterwards coming in and being like, well, you know, I wasn't having the best time. And then when I went home, I was like, because I had to go at her because of that, you know, because it just pissed me off that she was like she was insinuating that I was like wronging her because how dare I like point out something she did wrong at work? 
and then when I went home, I was like, like, what kind of person have I become where it's like, I don't even care. What, not that I don't even care, but like, it was just such an instant reaction where it's like, okay, I'm sorry for the suffering you've been dealt, but you know, business comes first or that yeah, kind of the thing shit. The thing is, uh, from what you've told me, I, the problem in the whole interaction Mm. is okay she didn't come at the time when she was clearly struggling with whatever okay okay Mm. (laughs) like what you're supposed to do Mm. okay so now this big problems happened as a result of her you know her actions and you pointed out where the errors were so she comes back with like I would have understood if she said listen I'm really sorry actually now that I think about yes. it this is x x y z happened and maybe that's why I haven't been focusing yeah. as much rather than saying actually um it's your fault for coming to me and telling me when I've been going through so much there's a huge distinction mm. between the two and personally I don't think that has anything to do with that's in personal relationships that's not okay mm-hmm. do you know what I mean and I think yeah. that is you were right to have a go but I think I think probably where the discomfort comes in from is because you were so annoyed by it and you probably didn't mm. feel as controlled so you're yeah, probably feeling like oh it's yeah. now instinctual for me to be a cow when actually yeah and <laughs> I went home and I was like was I was was I upset because she hurt my ego in her insinuating that I wronged her like I couldn't fathom the idea of wronging someone is, is that because uh, I think so highly of myself like is yeah. that the person I've become and I and I keep like having these back and forths with myself, and at the end of the day, I'm like, I just don't want to deal with people anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, because you can't just, choose. Like in the professional space, you can't. Like, it's not like your personal life or whatever. You can, mate, you can in your personal life, you can choose. The, they surprise. Like it's all. It's always a blind side all the time, and and it's usually when I haven't had a coffee or like I'm dealing with a lot of stress, and they and they just drop these things on me, and I'm like. Sometimes I act like just instantly based on emotion if I've had this like just buildup of anger or anxiety. And yeah. at other times I can like dissect it and be like more very like, ra- calm and rational. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, I just always feel like I'm in a tornado. Well, if I'm honest with you, at work and by the way, like every like most of the people that I work with in my immediate team mm-hmm. have been really everyone's uh friendly. I don't really mm-hmm. have um yeah, yeah, I haven't had any bad experiences, mm. so mm. to speak. Mm. And, you know, for a law firm, that's that's, reasonable, that's it's absolutely fine. Yeah, alhamdulillah, mm. I haven't had any issues. Mm. But mm. that being said, <laughs> I mm. am always anxious, always. Mm. And it's because mm. you aren't deciding who you want to interact with. You don't. You are not in control of the mm. in- level of interaction that you have with people that you would yeah. otherwise yeah. not really speak to, not because you don't like them, but because what is there to speak about? Yeah. And there are always things, like sometimes in work life as well it's not to do with someone making a mistake it's about preferences and mm-hmm. it's always like having to preempt what someone's preferences so that you can be you don't want any problems so that the work life isn't affected and so you don't have any of that kind of like baggage to deal with after work because after work mm-hmm. I like to shut off I'm not going to be sat worried about yeah. something that happened with xyz like I really struggle with yeah. the social yeah. side of the work it's a really really big problem for me but I know it's just it's a weird dynamic especially when like you come back home and like like if I want to like upload a reel like a dumb stupid Instagram thing and like I've just came back from like essentially firing someone and I always think like how does that make sense like what if 
you know what I mean? Like, how is that yeah. the same person? Like, I just, and I always feel like, you know, imposter syndrome, I always feel like I'm super oh, cringe. Tell me about it. I think, yeah, like a lot of people in our generation have that though. And I feel, mm-hmm. and it spills out into their personal life. So that's why I feel like it's even more difficult for people to separate their work life from their mm-hmm. personal life. I think because of the emotions that are attached to yeah to your work life you know it's a very draining yeah. experience it's not yeah. just about doing the work it's all the emotions yeah. that come with it um but I mean so would you like would you say that you've been able to establish a healthy work-life balance <laughs> um I mean I, I, I guess I I don't I have a particular idea of what I consider to be like a successful life generally mm. Mm. and that's after having it, like my idea of what that kind of successful life would be has changed a lot over the past few months mm. so if I'm honest right now my personal life takes all priority over my work life mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. principle and that's yeah. what I'm trying to carry out at work. And right mm. now it's it's fine because mm. it's like it's not that deep of a job. But yeah. I don't want to get to a place in the future where I'm so attached to my work that that's going to be difficult. I feel like mm. when it comes down to it, and I, I don't want to have some big thing happen in my life or mm-hmm. whatever for me to realize that I've um, not been paying enough attention to my personal life. Right, like whether yeah. it's your health because it, these things affect your health as well whether it's yeah. your health and or people around you or you're not being able to um you're not experiencing enough of life as yeah. much as you yeah. want if that means that for example you don't get enough money I personally am willing to take that cut yeah. Yeah. obviously I'm in a different position from other people as well so maybe that is a privileged thing for me to say yeah. but I don't want to get to a point where I'm later on in my life and I feel like I haven't all I've mm. been doing is is work. So I've been trying yeah. to spend a lot more time before work and after work doing different right. things and, you know, doing that. But yeah. it's hard. It's, it's really hard. It's very difficult. Yeah. You know why? Because um, the only way you're going to excel at either is if you just go full in. Yeah. So like, it's for like, example, yeah. like, with my work, like, I've just, I haven't been able to achieve the major successes that I've wanted to because I've had this, like, oh, no, I should also focus on side projects and, like, stuff that yeah, I'm you can't have really it all. into. And, yeah. yeah. You can't have it all. And I think what's really irritating is that I don't think our generation fully absorbs that yet. They keep saying it, mm. like, oh, you know, your mental health, blah, 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 but they don't know what mm. it means to actually act that out because everything yeah. is so materialistic. At the end of the day, people are looking for those things that you can only show on social media. Yeah, like for example, like okay, so the official work, like I work from eight to five thirty, right? That's like that's the a standard. Long, that's a long day. That's a long ass day. Yeah, it's a very long day. <laughs> I know. And then if I went to like do really well at my job, I'm I know that I'm supposed to put in more, like more work in to just like because you're a manager stay, as well. Yeah, either just stay till later or like you know do Saturdays as well on my own just to catch up on documents and you know contracts and stuff. But I don't do that because in my head it's like, well, work-life balance. And I've, I'm in this like midway island where I'm neither here nor there. So I'm, I don't have time to 
um, pursue and fully explore the personal dreams I have. And then at the same time, I don't have the time or the, I haven't put enough effort to like get work to the point where I said I would get it to. So I'm just in limbo. And I I think, I think the true thing about life at the moment, especially for like, you know, millennials is just accepting that you would never get to a point where it is a a thing. It's always going to be in limbo. I think so. I think the way that I'm seeing it, I kind of, because I obviously you can't have either or. Like I can't, Mm. like you said, if you want that balance, you won't see the degree of success that you know you Mm. would get out of Mm. either if you put your time into it. But Mm. the way that I see it is like one can feed into the other if that makes sense That's so true. I'm working because for example I'm I have this job because it gives yeah. me some it gives me an income right mm. okay so that being said I can use my personal time to actually make use of that income for the things that I want to do if there is anything I want to do some people just mm. want to chill with their family or even to have a social yeah, life yeah. and it's it really takes a lot of initiative mm. and being really proactive that's true and I think being proactive is probably the operative word and I haven't fully, I haven't mastered that yet. I mm. think it's a lot of mind over matter. Yeah, no, ex- oh, you said it perfectly. It's yeah. this mind over, like, it's just the way you think of it. Like, yeah. I remember at first, for me, like, I would, because my work is pretty formal and personally, I'm a very informal person. Like, mm. you know me, like, mm. I would go to a wedding in a Birkenstock. Like, you're not and, a corporate person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I'd have to, you know, put on workload to go to work. But if, like, when I have plans afterwards, I just can't go to those plans on my workload. And then I'd be wasting so much more time just going back home and changing and then going to the thing. And then mind over mattering this itch in, in my insides to mm. just, like, get out of my workload because I just don't want to be in my personal life and my work clothes because I feel so I feel so different I feel like I don't know someone else is like here <laughs> no I know what you mean you're not comfortable and, yeah. yeah and I've worked like really hard to change that kind of mentality mm. and I've I think I've gotten to a point where it's like it's not it's not as severe anymore like it's not as you know, I, I, I've made it to a point where I don't have to change. I know that sounds like su- such a benign problem to That's have. That's a good example because you're figuring out what you need to do to make it work. If you're the kind yeah. of person where it doesn't matter what you do, mm. it really does bother you and you can't be fully comfortable, then mm. you would have to take the initiative, for example, to bring your clothes to work and change in the bathroom mm. at the end of the yeah. day yeah. and go from work to wherever you need to be. And then, but you, what you've did was you figured out, you know, you pushed yourself and you figured out that, yeah. okay, it doesn't matter. I'll go do what yeah. I want to do yeah. at the end of the day. And it works, but it's a good yeah. example. Even if it seems yeah. Like and it took time. Like it takes time to just think of things as just things like clothes are just clothes. Like don't let them wear you. But I, think I don't know what that means. Part, <laughs> but I know what you mean. I kind of mm. was thinking about this earlier about, and obviously this translates into the whole work-life balance as well, because mm. to an extent, any validation that you're trying to get from work where it can inhibit your work-life balance, mm-hmm. I think that would probably be depend on what, where is that level of discontentment and mm. why do you have mm. that to the point where you need to get validation from your job? 
That's Do you know true. what I mean? That if it is, is about true. validation, for some people it really is about excelling in your career to make money and for your family. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. I don't think that's part of the conversation. But yeah, yeah. there are many cases, and I do know many people that get a certain kind of validation from it, but yet they still complain about the work that they have to do. Mm. And it's like, okay, so you're clearly, you're literally pulling yourself apart mm. without really looking at why you're doing this in the first place. Mm. Like if you really didn't want to do this and you would get a job that is less intense and you would be mm. able to have that work-life balance, you probably wouldn't feel as um, powerful or empowered because that's what this is all about now, about being empowered. Mm. But you would probably be able to do what it is you were complaining that you couldn't do in the first place. Like it's, I feel like to an yeah. extent, you just have to kind of dig deep and figure out what's going on. Just because I've had to do that, and I still don't know what's going yeah, on. And, and <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> yeah. no, but I agree. I agree a hundred percent because it's about checking in with yourself. It's like you know, what can you do to just remain in alignment? And I don't mean to, you know, take us into the religious um But it comes angle. into it. It does come into yeah, it. Yeah, and sometimes I feel like I struggle more with work-life balance when I'm not praying properly. Oh, uh, yeah. Tell me yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, when I'm on it with my prayer, I'm so clear on, like, what my principles are. I can... I don't know. I just feel like I can do right by everyone, by myself, by my employees, by my coworkers. By you have like a sense of direction in every interaction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when I just lose that, I just feel like Khalas, the um, the string has been detached, and I just am all over the place. I think it's obviously we do it more for us not for any other reason mm. but for us mm. in our relationship with Allah and there's a lot that comes from that regardless of whether you feel elated after you pray or not mm. but I think that's a really good reminder actually to mm. keep praying regardless but I think people get so caught up with the excuse of time or location yeah. Yeah. that they don't do what they need to do to pray while mm. they're working and mm. I think it it kills your soul <laughs> over time. Yeah, and and you know what what it is? It's it's it gives you that because you, you know it's an obligation. Yeah. And so when you have to do it, it forces you to have that five minutes for yourself to just like be in your head and just think of things you've said or things you were about to say and just reevaluate. Yeah. Sorry. And it's 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 really about like reflection. And I think, if anything, that would be my advice for maintaining, or not just maintaining, reaching a good work-life balance is just strive to be in alignment. And if you're not religious, I guess, I suppose meditation is like the equivalent. I guess so, yeah. I think it's, um, I don't know about you, but prayer really, when I'm praying consistently, um, Mm. I have a better idea of what it is I want and what I'm about and my hmm. short and long-term goals seem to kind of clarify themselves right yeah yeah Do you know what I mean so yeah I, know I think exactly. yeah it's um we're all getting there but I feel like your 20s is about figuring yeah. this stuff out so oh god man I'm not enjoying well I'm so over it <laughs> I'm so I know. over it. yeah this like you know when when it when it went past 25 I just I feel like I've entered a black hole <laughs> like, stop. 
you know, 10 out of 10 would not recommend. <laughs> it's, I think, especially after going from the uni experience, I don't, especially our uni oh, experience, yeah. I really yeah. don't think, not in a bad way, I loved what I studied, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't take the initiative to, like, figure out my life. Yeah, I did Or get an idea of what was going on, I kept yeah. thinking that I would have more time to just, like, find opportunities. Like, yeah, no, yeah. that'll come, that'll come. And it, yeah, and exactly, like, oh, you'll figure it out. But oh. now I'm, like, maybe <laughs> some forward thinking would have actually yeah. <laughs> done some good. Lesson <laughs> <laughs> <I said> learned. <laughs> I guess, you know... I guess our 30s is, is the thing to look out for. Well, yeah, my actually a lecturer of mine, when he turned 30, he was like, mm. was it his 30? Oh, he's in his, he was in his early 30s anyway, and he had his birthday. Mm. And he mm. was saying that 30s are so much better than your 20s. That's what he said. Are they? Yeah, that's Wallah. what he said. He said you're so much more comfortable <laughs> with yourself and you're like more chill and, you know, well, there's something really, about okay. it. So we're getting excited that. now. <laughs> Three more <Yeah>. years. <laughs> Three more years. <laughs> Uh, yeah because you know like I I hang out with my baby cousins all the time because we're always at my grandparents Mm. and it always like it's it's really funny every time they ask me how old I am because (laughs) like when I say 27 it doesn't really register as like 27 except when they ask me like what year you were born and so God. <laughs> my was like, um, he was born in two thousand and uh, I want to say fourteen. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> so he's twenty years younger than me. Yeah. Okay. So he was asking like how old I was, and um, I uh, no sorry, what year I was born, and I said Alf Samuel about saying, and he goes like Alf. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what took him. Sorry, I didn't even see that coming. It's <laughs> like, Elf? Elf? What does that mean? Yeah. And I think it just like it was the first time it hit him that, like, you know. Oh my God, everyone, like, people yeah. were born in 1900. Yeah, I don't think he, like, fully got that I was went like, I was that much older than they were. To them, though, at that age, that sounds, age. <laughs> yeah, at that age, it just sounds like it's light years away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so depressing. It's squiddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so depressing. So, so <laughs> you should have seen, like, he was so mind-blown. I'm like, oh my <laughs> goodness. I feel like a medieval um, peasant. <laughs> it's so funny, like, if you talk to other people, they're like, oh my god, 27, you're still so young, blah, blah, blah. And then you talk to these kids and you're like... I know, they're like, Wait, what? Oh my god. Imagine, can you remember when we were 18? I can't believe also. I don't know, I just can't fathom. Actually, my cousin, she's mm. in uni, you know, Hannah. Mm. So she's mm. still in uni. Yeah, she's, I love Hannah. She's great. She's great. Mm. She's, um, She's in her. She's doing a two-year masters, so she's mm. in the second oh, year. Oh, that's so cool. It is. Oh, yeah, she's doing physiotherapy, which is mm. very interesting. It suits her. But anyway, yeah. she was. So she keeps saying to me, and she said, oh, I saw her the other day, and she was like, I'm, she said this to me again. I'm really excited to work to start working, and I was like, "Why? <laughs> Don't be." I said what I thought the same thing. Trials. Yeah, exactly. I was like, "Yeah, I was." I remember when I was just looking for a job and I couldn't find any. Mm. Blah, blah blah. And now, I wish I made more use of that time. I said, "Don't think that way." Like it's mm. it's this constant urge to like 
to move on yeah to move on and get older and make money and be responsible they don't understand the freedom the lack of freedom that that has you know what I mean yeah yeah no ain't nothing better than just remaining a student for the rest of your life yeah as long as you could stay the same age for the rest of your life not like be 50 god yeah and have like 30 years yeah even though I would I would really love to redo university as a 27 year old how different do you think it would be way too like god I was an idiot as an 18 year old I don't know who you went I knew you you were fine honestly you make it sound like you were way worse than you were like you weren't even you were really great everyone loved you in uni no oh thanks no but like I was like I don't know you just like as you said I know what you mean I was I was a no it was just like we we didn't really take anything seriously but who like, did but like i remember like hugh kennedy was our professor Huda, Sarah, do you remember to, how excited you got when he you found out he was our professor i think you oh did God. take it seriously but like, you did take it seriously no but like instead of like having academic debates like we just Told jokes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but sorry to be Listen, I I don't regret that part of being here. I thought was hilarious. I remember when we did like crusades, like we had Conrad as a professor who's like the god of like crusade studies. And Wait, Conrad? Was Maybe it Conrad? Philip. 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 Yeah, he Conrad. was brilliant. Conrad went on sabbatical, right? He did, yeah, but he yeah. he is one of the best foot medieval. Yeah. So we had Philip, and Philip was awesome as well. And he's really cool and he's really knowledgeable and you know the yeah. work he's authored is amazing. But all we cared about is like how well he did he played the bow and arrow. <laughs> played the bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> No, but to be fair, sorry, he brought in pictures okay, on, on his projector. <laughs> That's not like we were just stalking him. He wanted us to talk about it because he brought pictures. That's of his, true. Uh, of his sportsmanship. You know what? That's true. You actually made it <laughs> so better. No, yeah. he was honestly, it was, I think it was, I think we took it more seriously than most people did at that age. We took mm. everything so seriously. I think that was part of the problem. Probably, yeah. But those were some good ass times. They were, they were, but I, mean, I, I don't think I could do it again, though. You can't. As in, I couldn't go back to that time. Yeah, you know to that I mean? time. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. God, I could, same. I could go to, I could do. Because there was loads of stuff that shall remain unspoken <laughs> that we both do not want to relive. Yeah, I don't know. It was a big learning curve, though. I think mm. I learned a, a lot in uni. However, it's just yeah, sadly, I probably wasn't as socially savvy. I could have been but yeah, but, but also you keep saying that but no like literally you were a social <laughs> butterfly like, no I wasn't I do you not remember like, I'm serious Letta. Letta, I'm serious like you were really well with like meeting new people and keeping so, in really contact and having... <laughs> I was really angry or really you know animated saying that oh. but like the animated thing is part of who you are and I think that's why you know people loved you is because of the, the you're really sweet i don't I mean, see you, it who wants <laughs> someone that agrees with everything like that's just boring yeah i mean that's the thing i mean we say it because we mean it if someone doesn't agree it's cool like you know discussion and all that stuff but i remember yeah. in uni <laughs> it was it was just a <laughs> there bit there were warnings <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like you you don't go and did it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was very um but the thing is I yeah I don't know I think it was a good learning curve and I I love London but I think mm. studying in London is great if we're, you're working in London I don't think it's not great yeah. personally but it's a great okay city. I'm gonna say something that I remembered the other day okay and it's gonna make us feel so old but we were in SOAS before online submissions what? No, we had, we had, oh no, we had Hugh Kennedy's, we had to submit in person. Didn't we? <laughs> yeah, not just him, like loads of other lecturers. You had to go to the main, what's oh, it called, the admin God. hall and just give in the copy and they gave By you a 4 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, and we'd run for 4 p.m. Yeah. But so, do you know what? I am a bit nostalgic about these days sometimes. God, and I, not I not like think. us, but like that time. It seemed a lot yeah. simpler back then. Yeah, it was so simple. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally like I don't know old school living yeah I don't know I'm not I I kind of miss the, the in-person stuff as opposed to yeah. everything being online even the way it interacts with everybody it's online mm. I don't know do you know what another like I know this is random and it has nothing to do with what we're talking about but you know what I remember the other day and I was like oh my god that actually happened you know how like Dinwiddie was in the dodgiest area of, and then yeah. it, it was like at the time before they cleaned up King's Cross. It yeah, was, it was still like the red light district, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was. It was weird out <laughs> yeah, And then they had like a mental asylum behind Dinwiddie, where oh, like yeah, was his name Fred? Was that a Fred? Fred. Yeah, used to this guy used to yeah. lie down drunk in the middle of, but sort of, we were out at midnight getting a Costa coffee from St Pancras so we did we brought it on ourselves but we'd be walking over and sort of made friends with Fred this drunk guy the police would come and check if he was alive I think it was, uh, I was just thinking to myself the other day like I miss Fred like I don't even know how we became friends but like he saw him so often I know he was like the coolest no, those mm. were the. And did you know that his father George yeah. stays near? Oh, Angel. He, you know his ancestry. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean he stays yeah. near ancestry? His father gave me a book, and I was like, "Thanks." That's Is he awesome. homeless as well? Well, well, I'm sorry. Was he mentally yeah. ill? Came in, well, no, he was. I'm not sure actually. I'm not the best judge of mental illnesses. To me, that's normal. But well, he spoke a lot about like conspiracy theories because he said that like he was homeless by choice because he felt like someone was watching him like the government were you know like he doesn't want government keeping tabs kind of thing. Yeah, yeah and that's why he chose not to live in a house and i was like yeah that's that's cool man love that like you know as long as he's set for the winter and that's cool but winters yeah, are brutal i don't know how they do it here like it's in manchester yeah. there's a lot of homeless people and they're in like the social housing and home like uh, shelters for the homes. Mm. They're really hard to come by now because oh, they're privatizing everything. You know how it is. That's horrible. Thanks, government. But anyway, yeah. So winters are struggling, but um, in the mm. summers, I imagine. I yeah. hope they're okay. I don't know. You know what? <laughs> what I hate when they have like, you know, in Oxford Street when they have those like, anti-homeless needles things. Am I saying it right? It's not. Do you know what I mean? Like when they, that like when when you have like a the porch the what's it called the the window sills for the stores, and they have those spikes on them so that like 
homeless people what? don't sleep. I never even noticed that. Is that why? Yeah. And like if like the park benches, they would have the the armrest in the middle so they wouldn't have to they're they demonized have by a lot it. of people but yeah. you know i i realized once there was a friend of mine and she had like a bit of a strong reaction to them mm. and i was i didn't i don't remember thinking much of it at the time but she was mm. like you know we all struggle we all work like there was a bit of resentment in the sense of why aren't you working god what is it yeah. with people and like just wanting to be included in everything <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's what was so strange. I didn't think that you would make that correlation. Like, mm. okay, so because I'm assuming she was feel like, that, like she's probably thinking, well, we aren't well off, and I'm not well off, and we right, struggle, but, but so we make like, it work. Like, and I'm thinking, but it's not privilege, though. Yeah, <laughs> privilege is like relative. It's not like everyone. Not you don't have to be a millionaire to have any sense of privilege. So, so I don't know. That's it's um, so. But anyway, so going back to the story, I remember as like 18 year olds, and I, I, I don't. I don't know where we were, like where we were hanging out that it got so late and we had to come back to the station. I think we were we were in Russell Square. Okay. Somewhere in like a restaurant in Russell Square and it got late and we had to come back and yeah. we we um we didn't end up walking, we just went into the tube and then yeah. coming out of King's Cross there was yeah. like so many police because apparently there was like a stabbing because of that mental asylum. Remember how Fred was like, Oh, they have to let us out. We're not allowed to stay over. And so they let them out at night. And then those two police officers came to us and they're like, um, they asked us where we lived and they're like, Oh, we're going to have to escort you because um, it's a, it's, it's a scary night tonight. Like, there has been um like people that escaped the asylum and they've got knives and stuff and I remember I just yeah I just looked I don't remember like what kind of movie are we in that's so strange but it's funny that they put student accommodation there (laughs) may I point out (laughs) in the middle of the red light district or whatever yeah I mean Dinwiddie wasn't really didn't Should we be people? saying that, like giving names out? I don't know. I don't think I don't think anyone would I don't care. Think it's it's <laughs> just yeah. like public accommodation, isn't it? Yeah, is that right? yeah. But yeah, it was um, it was still even though they were so dodgy, it was still good times. <laughs> mm, they were like really good times. <laughs> they were, they were. But now we're twenty seven and we're talking about. But yeah, so the other night I just kept getting like flashbacks of like the randomest things that happened to us and. <laughs> First year was a weird year, I think. Yeah. I don't know how we got onto this for like the past twenty minutes. But. I know. Remember it like Banana Man? I was just telling my cousin about that the other day. <laughs> he stopped us getting into the taxi and they and I was telling the story and their faces I've never it's exactly what you'd expect to be fair. I was like, It's a man dressed as a banana who wouldn't let us in. And they were like, What? And they just I don't even think they said what. I think they just stared at me. And I was like, That's exactly what I'm saying. He was dressed as a banana and he wouldn't let us get into a taxi and he tried to put the guy behind us to get in the taxi, but the guy said no and we got on. It just sounds so dumb. But that is exactly what happened. I still don't know why he wouldn't let us into the taxi. What was his job? Oslan, why was he escorting people? What was his job? (laughs) He didn't need to be there. God, and I remember we were so anxious because it was like the submission of an essay, and it was like three forty, and we had to submit it to the office by by four. 
Yeah, so that, this is like the third time we've done that. Yeah, and we got every to time, and the lady had locked herself in because she didn't want us to like come in. <laughs> Remember when it was? Um, she locked it with the key, and I kept knocking, and she she kept pretending that she wasn't there, and I kept knocking and knocking, and then when she opened, she was barefoot, and I was like, oh. Here's my yeah, why was she barefoot? I remember that bit. It was a bit strange. What was that? Like? I don't yeah. remember the other bits. I just remember Banana Man and seeing her barefoot. And I remember all the fights in the JCR. Sorry, the JCR was, a, was a hit, if I'm honest. And also, I embarrassed myself several times. I've had, even with Ola, do you remember? I have yeah. arguments with her in the JCR for no reason. <laughs> we were so loud. And we'd be fine after five seconds, but it was just funny. Yeah. It was just um, everyone was like a tornado. I know. Good times. <laughs> Good times. Anyway, kids, um, hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> I don't whatever. Like a half was, but yeah, whatever you take away from it. Um, I hope everyone reaches a good work-life balance. I'm not sure how great we were at giving you advice on how to get there. Because I don't think we know either. <laughs> yes, we, we do not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess at the end of the day, just make sure you do what you enjoy and enjoy what you do. Well said. Well said. And yeah, so with that, I think we will say our goodbyes and we'll uh be on i think this weekend for a new episode until then take care